welcome to a very special bonus episode of a podcast for everyone. We're calling Fuck the Jonas Brothers. Why, Carlisle? Fuck the Jonas Brothers! Exactly. My name's Charlie and I'm joined by Carlisle. How's it going? Hello, it's me, Carlisle, and we've got a guest today. It's the ever-brilliant Maggie Thrash. Hi! Hello. How are you? I was late to the Skype call, so we haven't really chatted. How are you doing, Maggie? I'm doing uh, quite well, and I hope I can oh, say the same for you. Yes, wonderfully. Now that I'm hearing your lovely southern twang, everything, oh. is, everything is coming up Millhouse. And let's talk about that southern twang for a second. Um, now, Maggie, you are an American woman, which uh, is, sorry, yes, you have something to say about being an American woman. I was just gonna con- a Southern American. And just like woman. a man, I'm gonna cut you off. <laughs> no, sorry, Karen. Bless your heart. <laughs> um, yeah, as an American woman, this is gonna be, I think, interesting because what we're talking about today is the uh, the Jonas Brothers uh, did two busted covers, which popularized those songs in America to the point where a lot of Americans don't know that the busted versions exist or that busted exists. Um, it's so the biggest crime of the century. It is the it biggest truly crime is. of it's, the century. It's a sa- it was a, I consider it an almost satanic act <laughs> because they took these songs, sanitized them, purged them of all their original kind of energy and grit and, and really turned them into something quite evil, in yeah. my opinion. <laughs> well, this isn't something that I knew. I mean, I could have probably guessed, but I didn't know the sort of the extent of it. The Jonas Brothers were sort of they were kind of this super family friendly kind of they all had outfit. virginity rings didn't they that was yeah their thing. They, they had like had like uh s- sort of like uh yeah not called virginity rings but I can't promise remember rings probably, i mean promise they promise rings, rings that's the yeah. one yeah i mean it means virginity rings but they're called promise rings um, because you can't use virginity in that word in those families <laughs> yeah but they they were sort of this super goody and not rude at all outfit that became very popular on i believe that like the disney channel camp rock camp rock indeed they got so they became huge in america which is a market that busted never broke into and they managed to take these two songs but these two songs year 3000 and what i go to school for have some rude bits that don't really quell with that family image um especially what i go to school for is just all rude yeah like it's it's filth (laughs) <laughs> Why pick that song out of all the busted songs to to do a cover of if you don't want to do a filthy song? It, yeah, so these songs have gone undergone a few changes, only a few in year two thousand. Well, and, and as Charles just said, to speak to the context of of when Jonas Brothers really exploded in America, this is the it's like the mid two thousand mid to late two thousands, and I think of the mid, late two thousands. It's a very I think they were a reaction against a lot of the sex tapes that were coming out. It was very like Paris Hilton, Kim Kardashian sex tape was coming out. It was actually a very sexy time. And then there was this massive (laughs) backlash against that. And the Joseph Brothers, Joseph Brothers, the Jonas Brothers were kind of at the vanguard of this call to purity in American culture. And they were and they were interesting because a lot of girls, even in my school in Atlanta, wore purity rings. But this was the first I'd heard of 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 boys wearing purity rings, and it was just like ironically, like probably 
so many more panties dropped because of those <laughs> rings. Because <Yeah. laughs> the Jonas Brothers just presented themselves as so just harmless and appealing, kind of like how girls today are obsessed with Timothy Chalamet from Call Me by Your Name because he oh. just seems so safe. You say girls, I'm included in that category. <laughs> I have I have no idea who you're talking about, but oh. I'm sure he'd get me bloody going. Imagine the most handsome man in the world. But I'm he, doing he's, my best. But he's kind of like he looks. But I'm pretty sure he exists, and his name is Charlie oh, from the band, not the Simpson podcast. from the band. Yeah, busted, I but also you your last <laughs> name, which we sometimes say, but on practice try not to say, so I won't say. But Charlie from the podcast. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I thought just before we kind of get into sort of the covers and how they've changed properly uh just have a, have a sit down with you maggie for a bit and kind of just talk about your exposure to these songs if you were aware they were covers at the time you talked a bit about it when we first got together when we did dawson's creek uh sorry dawson's geek uh the episode on that but uh yeah i remember you told me that you sort of independently discovered that this uh, the, the year 3000 was a cover and not a Jonas Brother original. Yes, and, and I, I can quickly reiterate that tale for the listeners. I was shopping in an old Navy, heard the year 3000, and at the time I was in college. It was my third year of college, and I was living with six boys, and I rushed back to our house to because I wanted to, them to hear this amazing song that I heard. I, I'm imagining you just like holding clothes or whatever and then just dropping them and running. I just dropped them. <laughs> like, I, I gotta to get, get out of here. <laughs> I gotta tell the world. Just... <laughs> Raced home, pulled up YouTube, and then of course the first result for the year 3000 was the Jonas Brothers. And I had made such a big deal about how amazing the song was, but then as I was listening, I was like, I actually don't like this song very much. What? This isn't the song that I heard. And then I realized that it took me a while to realize it was a cover, and it kind of destroyed our household because <laughs> three of the boys preferred the Jonas Brothers cover, and then me and three of the other boys preferred the busted cover and we just like ra- waged warfare against each other for the rest of the year it was it was a, a huge controversy in our house uh, Jonas Brothers <laughs> versus busted and I was just a hundred percent busted I was very passionate one, about it one of the ways you said that this controversy manifested was that you would have dance-offs but you would you would dance to the busted version, and the people who liked the Jonas Brothers version would dance to the Jonas Brothers version, like in your basement or something. You said like that. Yes, it was in our basement, and we would have kind of acquaintances come by and and ju- and be judges and <laughs> to their bafflement. <laughs> but yeah, it, it really took over the culture of our household. Was <laughs> um, so year three thousand. I was saying this before we started recording. Bizarrely, you know, because it's not even like that. Like, it's a very silly song, and it's got its um, it's got you know a great amount of value for that. But it's not like a masterpiece <laughs> in either version. I wouldn't say. But bizarrely, the busted version blew the fuck up in the UK, and similarly, the American version blew the fuck up in America. Uh, so there's something about the song here, three thousand, that just has an enormous sort of radio and sort of catchability potential. Um, but what I go to school for is 
less popular, I believe, in both accounts. The Jonas Brothers cover in America and the original Busted version. I mean, the, the original Busted version was a big hit-ish in the UK, but uh, compared to Year 3000, not sort of on the same tier. Uh, were you as aware of, of the Jonas Brothers version or the Busted version of... Uh, what I go to school for in America? No, I wasn't aware of the Jonas Brothers cover at all. I did. I was aware of the busted version. And even today, I was just looking on YouTube, the Jonas Brothers, what I go to school for a music video only has 300,000 views, which for the Jonas and Brothers it, it, is vanishing. Yeah, it's not small. even a, a music video. It's a, it's a fan yeah. video. It's just clips from whatever TV show they were in oh. on Disney. I've just oh. learned a fact about this, this year 3000 song that the Jonas Brothers okay. did. Apparently they were asked to do it by Disney for Me the Robinsons. Okay. So it's not. Is it, is it that recent? Because I remember that. I mean, that's not recent, but I remember. Two thousand seven. Since it was becoming, yeah. That's oh, really. I thought Me the Robinsons was uh, newer than that. I guess not. No. So yeah, that's apparently they didn't just do it for fun. They right. were asked to do it by Disney, which is probably why they changed some of the lines. Because in a kids' film, having <laughs> yeah. triple-breasted women swim around town <laughs> totally naked probably wouldn't fly. <laughs> um yeah are either of you guys familiar with a band called dnce i'm not dnce are a pop band that i adore i think they're brilliant they are so much fun they have one album and it is so much fun they did um cake by the ocean that's they did do cake by the ocean and they are the project of one of the jonas brothers oh that's joe i believe nick jonas that's joe it's and it, yeah, and that's another reason I have for fuck the Jonas Brothers because recently the Jonas Brothers got back together, which I imagine is a far more profitable enterprise mm-hmm. than uh, DNCE ever was. So I imagine I'm never getting another DNCE. Oh, album so it, uh, it killed an actual good musical outlet. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, th- and that DNCE album is quite interesting as well when you know that uh, the Jonas Brothers were kind of they were kind of run by this sort of overbearing father that they had that kind of kept them on this completely pure image. Um, and I think that the DNCE album really kind of tries to break away from that as much as possible because it is fucking rude. There is a whole song that is just about BDSM. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's called Be Mean. And uh, Cake by the Ocean as well, which you mentioned is their biggest uh, sing- uh, biggest single. And it was that's basically just talking about fucking on the beach. Yeah. Um, yeah it was really Joe Jonas song. who formed DNCE. Joe Jonas. He's also married to Sophie Turner from yes. Game of Sansa Thrones. from Game of Thrones. Um, so yeah, that's that's so I've got two big reasons for fuck the Jonas Brothers. One is that I love Busted, and one is that I love uh, DNCE, and the Jonas Brothers murdered both. Um, so let's talk about the Year Three Thousand cover. For, oh, would you rather? Do you want to talk about the Year Three Thousand one or the What I Go to School for one first? Uh, I'd do Year Three Thousand first because there's yeah. less to talk about. Mm-hmm. Sure. Although. The genius annotations, let me just tell you, they have, okay. they've really, the person writing these has written them very eloquently. <laughs> <laughs> so r- right off the beginning, I like this so much less <laughs> because uh, it starts on the same really fun guitar riff that uh, James wrote for the original. But as soon as the beat kicks in, that just goes away. And they just play the main chords in just two hits on the beginning of every bar. And the really cool theremin that plays in the background mm. of the original is replaced by a somehow 
more obnoxious, and this we're talking about more obnoxious than a theremin right now. <laughs> more obnoxious than the theremin line. It's just this simple line that goes, a bit of do, bit of do, bit of do, over and over again. Just the intro is so much worse. Yeah, it's it's quite obnoxious. Uh, yeah. Also, how would the... you how would you describe their vocal stylings? It's like a type of, it's like really nasal it's it's so it like is an assault on the ears you know that kind of like i've been to the year three thousand it very much sounds like it's being sung by children <laughs> um which to be fair it is but that that's it's not a good thing they've got the worst sort of qualities of a child's sort of unpracticed voice um yeah i'm not a fan <laughs> uh i think all the lyrics are the same I didn't write down any great big changes until the first chorus here, where they change your great great granddaughter is is do, is pretty fine in the busted version, to your great great granddaughters plural are doing fine. Doing fine. They, they cannot eat because they're so pure they can't even just admit that they find someone else attractive. I guess. Do you also, want, I, do you want to love... know the genius reason for this? Yes, I'd love to. Okay, well buckle in because it's very long. Ooh. Okay. By shifting this from the crass is pretty fine. That's not crass. That's just saying someone is attractive. To is doing fine. The Jonas Brothers turn a line intended to get a rise into a satirically flat report. The implication of this line... Do you think people were rioting in England? (laughs) No, rise. Um, No, I I know you said rise, but just the idea that it's getting a rise out of anyone is stupid as well. (laughs) The implication of this line is that the protagonist of this song has managed to track down the listener's direct descendant, an incredible feat, but then has no way to conceptualise her success. By this flat report that sounds more like a boring phone call to your mother than a journey into a fascinating future. The line may have been inspired by a Friends TV episode where Joey's character in a play says to tell your great-great-great-granddaughter to look me up. Ironically, in 1,000 years, more than five generations would have lived and died, so your great-great-great-granddaughter would not be doing fine as she is dead. <laughs> Why would you write Oh my that? god! Wow. Somebody needs to get out more. <laughs> well, that was actually by um, three people. Uh, so three people. Purple Mike did 57% of that. Then Naomi L G B and Ovia did twenty three percent, and finally F G V finished it off with the final twenty percent. So okay, that's that's more acceptable, thanks, guys. <laughs> but thank you all. I yeah. do. I also find it interesting that just cha- that subtle change from great granddaughter to great granddaughters. It there's a like a slight subtle vibe of this kind of Mormon Christian <laughs> go out and propagate like you were you have great granddaughters like you did your duty as a man of god and you have this i think there's also sort of subliminally a switch to focus on community and family therein granted as well uh yeah so after that i mean the music is just worse but it's it's less easy to pin down like it is in the core in the beginning rather um it's just sort of produced worse. It's so it feels more plastic than mm-hmm. the busted version, and it's not like the busted version feels like a super down to earth kind of, you know. The, the busted version is a highly sort of overproduced thing as well. So if you're if I'm saying that this is somehow worse than that to a fault, then you you can get an idea of just how sort of commercial this feels. Um, 
So the next big change that I've got written down is something that actually came up the first time we had you on that you told us about, and it filled me with anger then, and it fills <laughs> me with anger now. Uh, so obviously, the, the, the one line that if any had to go, if you were told that you have to make this family friendly, but you're only allowed to change one section of the song, it would be this one. The, the busted version, they say, triple-breasted women swim around town. Totally, totally naked. naked. <laughs> Very good. Um, and here, they changed it to <laughs> something that makes me so angry. Oh god! I literally I've written down I've written down the line. I'm in my holding notes, my head in my hands in anticipation of even hearing it. <laughs> I've I've written in a sub note next to it. Just fuck you. <laughs> so I, couldn't, I couldn't get it out of me to elaborate more. I'm just uh, yeah. They say girls there with round hair like, like Star, Star Wars. Wars float above the floor. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> This is terrible. This is so much worse. This and like I said before, it's not like you had some sort of poem to improve. <laughs> this is where I was yeah, saying before. Yeah, who could so have guessed that the lyrics could have been made more inane? <laughs> so before we started recording, I was, I was telling these lovely people that um, I'd watched the Jonas Brothers and Busted sing this song together at um, Capital FM's Summer Ball, or whatever it's called, earlier this year. And I was saying, oh, well, Busted sang the first verse, like, as normal. And then the second verse, uh, Jonas Brothers sing. But it gets to this line, and they try to throw the line to the crowd, but they're in the UK. <laughs> so everyone starts <laughs> singing back, triple-breasted women. And then halfway through, like, Joe Jonas has to go back to the mic and be like, like Star Wars. <laughs> and it's terrible. <laughs> oh, I really want to watch that. It but, like, it's so clear that they just hadn't, like, they must have just not rehearsed it properly. <laughs> Yeah. I love that Joe, too, felt compelled, like, I gotta do damage control. All these people are <laughs> saying the word breasts. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, That's the thing as well. He's the one that made DNCE. And like I said, there is some rude shit in I think DNCEs. it's probably more just like, that's what no. they know. Well, yeah. I've always you, felt that of... You need to sing our words. <laughs> yeah. I've always felt that of the three Jonas Brothers, that Joe was the most interesting. And I feel like the fact that he's married to Sophie Turner now... Um, I'm. It just makes me feel like there's something below the surface there, and that maybe he was more of a Disney puppet than the other two. I feel like Nick right. and Kevin. You know what you saw was what you got. But I, I, I've always felt that of the three, Joe had the most going on. He's right. also the most handsome. Well, yeah, which is interesting because in America, they definitely pushed Nick, the youngest one, as the heartthrob. And then midway through maybe 2007, they switched course and they realized <laughs> that it was Joe. And everything changed. Like in, it, suddenly in photographs in, you know, Yum! magazine or whatever, Joe would be in front. Joe was the star of Camp Rock. And it just, it all, they did a cal calculated rearrangement of the brothers when they realized that they had, um, they'd picked the wrong one for their heartthrob. <laughs> I mean, Nick has definitely had the biggest glow up, but Joe is still the most attractive. Well, and I find Nick very disgusting in a, in, 
And again, like this they... is why we get Maggie out to call people fucking disgusting. He's disgusting. <laughs> and rat faced. Always to choose which one of the three is the least sexually viable. And let everybody know. Well, they. I really believe that the Jonas Brothers. They represent to me so much about this kind of hypocritical, sanitized sexlessness of American culture. And okay, so did y'all see Nick's wedding to Priyanka Chopra? I think you was know that, that we didn't. I, no, I have no idea. I don't know any of the words that you just so, used. So, he married a woman who was like 10 years older than them. Their wedding was vile. It was this multi-day, million-dollar affair that was sponsored. So, oh. they live-streamed their wedding. This sacred, emotional, you know, romantic event that's supposedly about love. They live-streamed it on Instagram and, like, did product placement Throughout the entire <laughs> wedding, and I was like, "This is sickening. This well, is satanic." He was, was like, "I promise to give you a bubble bath every day with leather superiors, <laughs> leather imperials. Brilliant new bath range, which is now fifty percent off." I love You're... you as much as I love new Coca Cola Zero. <laughs> Same great taste, zero sugar. Mmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that sounds. May our marriage awful. be good to the last drop. <laughs> <laughs> it was not. That's not that far off. I found it. I found it really dark. Okay, I've I've just googled it, and the first paragraph on this article is ends with. Honestly, it kind of made Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's nuptials look like they took place in the service bathroom of a Wegmans. <laughs> Which I'm guessing is like a restaurant or something. Yeah, it sounds like <laughs> Either way, you get the idea of the intent of that line. <laughs> yeah, it's a grocery right. store. Right. The only way to do this with family and God and millions of people watching live. Sorry, that was. I'm just reading at her Instagram. Whereas <laughs> Joe not... got married just in a a Vegas chapel in front of some strangers, and and I just felt that the dichotomy of those two weddings showed a lot about their two characters. Yeah, yeah. What a strange bunch. I mean, I you know I never would have thought as well based on sort of that difference and what DNCU went to do that they'd get back together because they have recently. They are now. Mm-hmm reformed as the Jonas Brothers and, and they, they are releasing back. everyone's back They're including releasing... Kevin who's who's very much the he's the worst in some ways just because he's so boring I remember <laughs> he got he was the first to get married and I remember in an in a interview it was like what do you what's your favorite thing to do with your wife and he said to go shopping at Costco together <laughs> and I was like wow that is also satanic I mean it's not like he was gonna say anal <laughs> oh my god his, Nick uh, uh, I've just, just ignored I was going to make a shit joke I fucked it up. Do it we'll, we'll support you uh, Do you uh, want me to set it up again What's yeah, the setup? It's just Oh my god Nick Jonas's wife Was in one episode of Cyber Chase Playing Mother Paralini That's how I know her Yes it was shit It was rubbish Okay <laughs> It was, it was nothing. What? I don't know. I'm just Googling everyone that we're mentioning. <laughs> Okie dokie. Um, I was, well, I'm trying to read about their childhood. Because I want right. to know about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's no more... 
uh, while we're talking about the Jones Brothers, um, yeah, they've got back together again, and they're releasing much more tolerable music than they used to. <laughs> I still don't. I like one. They released a song called Sucker, which I quite enjoy. I didn't like it very much when it came out, but it kept playing in the lab that I was working in on the radio. <laughs> And then it just grew on me. But then they released another song, I think, called Cool, which I hated. It's so boring. Uh, yeah. So that's I just a, where I, I, I stand quick, right now. Uh, a, a quick aside. Did Hanson break out in the UK? Just Mbop um, or whatever. Just yeah. Mbop. Because I, I also think of, not only is the Jonas Brother. Sorry. Not only is the Jonas Brothers a seriously like corrupt version of Busted, they're also just a soulless version of Hanson because Hanson also had the three brothers, American, young teens. But at least Hanson, they wrote their own songs. They played their own instruments. Whereas the Jonas Brothers is just copying and diluting Busted songs and regurgitating them for the Disney Channel. (laughs) Guys. there's a fourth Jonas brother. What? Oh my god, he's got to feel like he's got to feel he's got to really. Is he like a baby? Problems. Is he really? His young? name is Frankie Jonas, and he's currently 18 years old. So he is. Uh, okay. Who's who's the youngest one other than that? Kevin. No, Kevin's the oldest. Nick is the youngest. Nick's the youngest. So Nick is 27. So there's there's a, a bit of a gap right, there. Yeah. Fair enough. You know what? Fair enough. Right, he's not yes, in all yeah. the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Poor little kid. Maybe he's got like a feature credit on one of the. <laughs> he's one of the he's a voice actor in the film Ponyo, and has a recurring character in the television series Jonas, which stars the Jonas. Right, get this: the TV show Jonas stars the Jonas Brothers, but they pay play characters called. Sh- uh, where is this? <laughs> Sorry, shit. I, I lost shit. it. Shit. <laughs> called Joe, Nick, and Kevin Lucas. Oh, covert. But the show is called Jonas. The show is called Jonas. <laughs> what? What, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I, was, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Whose idea was that? <laughs> uh, it was created by Michael Curtis and Roger S.H. Shulman. Hey, you two are fucking idiots. I know you're listening to this. <laughs> hey, Roger Shulman. We got a message for you. Shrek. So he's not an idiot. Ah, uh, fine. Michael Curtis is an idiot. But yeah, Michael Curtis is fucked up. Yeah. All right. So I've I've not got any more major changes written throughout the song. Now that I'm looking at my notes, I remember that there was a musical change toward the end, but I hated it and I can't remember. Yeah, it it, it's it's a vibe like a football game. Like I've been to the year three thousand. Oh yeah. It, it's yeah. like yeah, let's beat the team. It it's. <laughs> It has that vibe, and I I agree. I dislike it. <laughs> um, what what I have written down is that there are some terrible years in this. Because <laughs> there's one thing that they do way worse than Charlie Simpson oh. because Charlie Simpson does a lot of things very well. It's yeah. give a good yeah yeah every now and again. Oh, that was it a really like... good impression. You just did that really <laughs> yeah. well. Thank you. Yeah. Re- w- well for Charlie Simpson or well for the Jonas Brothers? <laughs> the latter. The former. Cool, because that's, that's what I was... <laughs> well, I was, I was trying to sort of do the sort of crap one that they sort of do. They just sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, like, just throughout this song. And it's just, it really brings it down. And there's one in the last chorus that sounds like he's been hitting the gut halfway through. Where it starts kind of strong, and then it sort of goes, just goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
so yeah, I don't have anything else to say about this song unless you guys do. No, no, I'm happy to move on. I am too. Alright, all so now we're going to move on to the less popular of both, um, but m- the much more egregious <laughs> sort of... <laughs> okay, and I, I would like to say, so this did this did this cover come out in 2007 or 2006? You know, that's really something I should have written down, but I have no idea. Be- well, I will. it's one of those, and I will say that the Kim Kardashian sex tape came out in 2007. <laughs> and I just want to kind of bring that to the fore to, so you can see there's all this, like, nastiness and sluttiness going on in the culture. And then you have this just 180 reaction in the form of Jonas right. Brothers taking this very naughty, sexy song and just neutering it (laughs) so that's what's going on it's like it's like a battle for america's soul like are we are we sex tape nation or are we purity ring nation and it's all (laughs) playing out in the pop culture in a way that i find sorry uh in a way that was really toxic and gross at the time and that is and that remains somewhat unresolved like we're still not good at being a sex positive country yeah well, I think I think one of the big is I think religion is a is a much more shaping influence in America than it is in the UK. Um, there's a lot more sort of, or you know, it's possible that I've only got this idea from sort of what I see in the media and things like that. But based on my experience in the UK, I think you're you correct. Know, especially religion since... is not a big deal. It's not likely to sh- shape how the media is run. If you get what I mean. Yeah, and y'all are mostly Anglican, which is a lot of... Uh, Anglican is fairly secular, and whereas in America we have a, this huge evangelical block that has kind right. of taken the culture by hostage. And yeah, y'all yeah. don't really have that I think there. I think the big thing with it is in a, when you are a Catholic or a Protestant or any of the other popular ones in America, you don't learn in school the backwards ways that that started. But in the UK, if you're Anglican, you have a history lesson on the fact that Anglican was made because Henry, like, to the end, was just like, um, I want to fuck some more, but uh, the Pope's not going to let me. So I'm just going to make a new church. And the first rule is I get to fuck whoever I want. The first rule is, yes, I get to have divorce because I get to divorce until I have a boy. That's, yeah. that's the main rule of this religion. And, and I, I truly think that y'all have, every... some, y'all have some like self-awareness about that over there. That we completely yeah. lack over here. And then every monarch that came in after him was like, all right, I'm, we're going back to being Protestant. And then the next one was like, we're going back to being Anglican. So people legally had to change from being Protestant <laughs> to Anglican every time there was a new king. It was, like, um, it, was a big, it was a big thing in this country where, like, when a new king or queen would come in, it would be like, oh, fuck, she's Catholic, so we need to, like, oh, back change we go. everything back. We need to pretend we've always been Catholic. And, and then Elizabeth came in and was kind of like, We'll just take bits from both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good old Lizzie the first. So, yeah, and it's possible that that ha- has an effect, but in general, if it does or if it doesn't, just the idea that religion is such a shaping thing of how society, how families are supposed to work is kind of, it, it feels like a less important thing in the UK. Um, like, for example, hell is quite a bad word there, isn't it? Like, if, if, if a child says hell in America, that's kind of a big deal, isn't it? But oh, yes, UK, I got trouble. I got in trouble uh, for saying hell as a kid. I was supposed to say I, heck. Yeah, I used to get in trouble because I moved from the UK to the Netherlands. And when I went to the Netherlands, I went to an, Amer- I went to an international school that was run by Americans. 
and in the uk as a child you no one cares if you say damn or hell but then i went to went to this school and i get in trouble for saying damn or hell and i had no idea what the problem was um, oh yeah very, which I now very understand religious because these words have religious connotations very but, charged yeah. yeah i went around my friend's house once and said crap and his parents stared at me and he was like <laughs> you can't say that and i was like what and he was like you can't swear at my house and i was like i was in like year seven yeah, so i was like, like not a swear word, i was like so. 11 and i was like crap's not a swear word then they just kind of looked at me and i was like okay i won't say crap i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> cool right so now we're gonna talk about what i go to school for Ooh. which i god this is a fucking atrocious what color. do you go to school for carlisle i go to school for fucking teachers and oh no that's weird tell me yeah i go to school for fucking girls a few years older than me is that, is that what this one's about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe so, a year and a half. It's so taboo. <laughs> so if you're a fan of Busted or this podcast, you will know that the original What I Go to School for is a song that I think actually discussing is going to be quite interesting. But it's a song that's about having an affair with one of your teachers. And it's told from the perspective of a boy with a female teacher. And in that setting because of who we are as a society we think that's really funny um, <laughs> if it was the other way around it probably wouldn't have been regarded as a song to go big it probably would have been a song that people find horrendously offensive <laughs> even though you know any amount of um, consent or context could be the same that's just sort of how we view older women with younger men versus older men with younger women um, which I don't know what that says <laughs> you know but as it stands, the idea of Busted shagging their English teacher, who was a woman, Miss Mackenzie, is an inherently funny thing to the British audience. Well, in America, I think part of the reason it's not funny in America is that we had Mary Kay Latourneau, who was a real teacher who had an affair with her 12-year-old student. Ooh. And then as soon as he became legal, they got married. And they're still married oh and have oh, all wow. these kids. And they seem happy. They seem yeah. fine. But it really, Mary Kay Letourneau was this huge scandal over here for years. Yeah. But then even when you look at, like, uh, sort of differences in, like, jail sentencings, like, m- men found to have had sex with underage women consensually go to jail for way longer yes then and often you know like teachers found to have had affairs with their male students often get no punishment <laughs> mm-hmm. it's it's this and it's really even weird... worse with a with you know lgbtq situations for a long time it was pretty dangerous in america to have a same-sex relationship where you know between a minor and a, a legal adult even if they even if it was like a 16-year-old and a 19-year-old, it could be incredibly punishing uh, if it was a same-sex relationship, whereas they didn't care as much if it was a hetero relationship. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So that's just sort of some weird context. (laughs) It is, yeah. Even then, the Jonas, obviously, compared to Year 3000, Year 3000 is about traveling in time to the Year 3000 and just the weird goings-on that's happening in the Year 3000. What I go to school for is obviously there's much more sort of grounded yet raunchier risque kind of topic 
Um, which obviously could not gel with how the Jonas Brothers write and release songs. So this got a total do-over, more or less. The structure is the same, the music is mostly the same, but it's been completely reinvented the topic and who the subject it's of the song changed is. to the point that you're like what was the point in even covering this song yes just exactly. write yeah just a song write about... your own song about yeah. having a crush on a girl at school <laughs> yeah so, yeah, <laughs> so as, need to cover as, a song just to do like that just said it's the the focus of the song is not a teacher but just a girl in i think the grade above them or something uh, it's this far less interesting song <laughs> Yeah, it uh, really strips the entire meaning of the song. Like, what I go to school for is about having the hots for your teacher, not just about having the hots for someone who's in the same building as you. <laughs> like, you may as well say, like, what I go to the grocery store for. Like, it's it's not the same song. There's, there's other reasons with that as well. A lot of the lyrics, some of the lyrics that they don't change because they aren't straight away rude only makes sense in the context that the person that you're interested in is your teacher um, exactly. but they don't change those ones I'll, I'll point them out when we get to them but sorry what were you gonna say <laughs> i wasn't saying anything oh, I, was I, I just i was just laughing sorry <laughs> okay sorry sorry for enjoying myself carla <laughs> uh charlie can you not enjoy yourself when i'm speaking if you got something to say why don't you say it for everyone <laughs> <laughs> and that teacher that makes you read your text out in the class. Um, <laughs> right, so yeah, should we get into the the meat of this? Let's do it. So the rancid in the beginning, meat. <laughs> instead of uh, the brilliant, you know, sort of swooning, swoon-inducing, ooh, yeah, yeah, that we get from Charlie Simpson <laughs> at the beginning of the Buster version, this shit bass line comes in. <laughs> And it's like, it's very clearly a synth bass line. But when I say it's very clearly a synth bass line, there are great synth bass lines. They're not used in this sort of genre normally. This one sounds like a cello that's been recorded on a phone mic and then turned down. And then that was played through a phone speaker into a different microphone. And they use that to sample a fake cello. That's my idea of what this sounds like to me. Um, yeah, so it, it already it feels so much more plastic and sort of sterilized compared to the busted version and we've not even got any lyrics yet <laughs> we've not had any vocals <laughs> yet in fact um so yeah uh the in the beginning near the front of uh the original what i go to school for charlie simpson says can't tell my friends because they will laugh i love a member of the staff okay i said that with a british accent and then i tried to make it rhyme and it sounded really weird <laughs> <laughs> because when he sings it makes sense but generally, we say laugh staff. and staff. <laughs> I say I say staff. Okay. I say laugh. I, and staff. It sounded really unnatural to me when I staff. Staff. I'm a very posh southern boy, though, so that might be why. <laughs> I'm not really from England. I just have English parents, so my vocabulary is really weird. There's like a Times. I think I think it was Times. It might have been the Guardian um, test that'll tell you where your dialect is from. Oh and it yeah. Is amazingly accurate, but it can't do me. <laughs> Huh. Because I'm all over the shop. Because I've been, I li- I've lived in Europe all of my life and just been to international schools. Um, so I basically just got an English accent, and that's about it. <laughs> that's yeah, really interesting. So you're a poser. I am. Like I don't know <laughs> if I say scone or scone most of the time, or if I say shon or shone. I like say that. scone because once again, I'm a posh southern boy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I say scone most of the time, but I think that's just because I like scone. scone. I just think it's a good sound. Yeah, it's this satisfying is, to say. Is it? Is this a a debate you have in America as well? <laughs> oh, certainly, lots of okay. words. Um, oh yeah, especially now that I'm in Boston and I hear the Boston accent frequently. Uh, pack the car, as opposed to park <laughs> the car. 
Do you have specifically the scone scone argument? Because that's a huge yes, thing. Yes, we do. Say. I mean, if you say scone in America, you will be completely derided as being <laughs> deeply pretentious. But there are people right. who will die on that hill of scone. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it, it's this huge, inciting, like riot provoking sort of thing <laughs> in the UK. <laughs> people are very passionate about what the correct way to say it is. Um,. But yeah, so instead of saying, can't tell my friends because they will laugh, I love a member of the staff, they say, can't tell my friends because they will laugh, I love a girl from senior class. Which is a totally reasonable sounding thing to do, but then you've just got weird friends. Um, Isn't that like a normal thing at school that you just always have a crush on like the very attractive girl who's a few years older than you? Yeah, it seems like a very normal thing <laughs> to have. Maybe it's just because you tell your friends you've got a crush and therefore they will mock you no matter who it is. But And even idea... at, at my school, I went to a very small private school and you had to date outside of your class because there just weren't enough people. If you could only right. date other 10th graders, you would go through them all. <laughs> That's the thing. We can't say that it's just because of what it is because... Because it takes the the same structure from the busted song, it's framed in a particular way. It's framed that the reason they will laugh is because of the coming line, you know. So yeah. in this sense, yes. it feels forced, and that is a problem throughout this song. Uh, right. So the next change I've got written down is this well, is yeah. Matt- wait, before before Sorry, we leave that subject, one thing I find really interesting is like. So I love a girl from senior class and we're supposed to like, ha ha ha, even though a girl from the senior class, let's assume she's 17 years old. That is the idealized kind of pornified image of a girl. Puberty at this point. Yes. And she, <laughs> she's at the intersection of like peak puberty plus peak youth that right. is fetishized by society and that is very normal to be obsessed with. Whereas what <laughs> yeah. makes the Busted song so subversive and awesome and sex positive in my estimation is that it's about this older woman and right. and him sort of seeing her as sexually viable. And I especially love that in the Busted video, Miss McKenzie is like a little chubby, which you would never see in an American music video. (laughs) She's got this blunt bob, and she's just a little chunky. And I find it interesting that... But also, it works. She's fit. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Oh, yeah. She's very fit. She's sexy. She's... she's, I mean, Miss McKenzie, like, my heart flutters as well. And in this, (laughs) this What I Go to School For music video that was made by a fan that we were mentioning earlier, I just think it's interesting that... The girl that Joe is chasing around in the video is this blonde, thin, 17-year-old, just the really typical yeah. American, you know, like Barbie. captain of the cheerleading team. Exactly. There's it, it doesn't have any of, you know, the playfulness of the busted song. It's just like, oh, yeah, of course the boy loves the pretty blonde girl. It's so boring. This yeah. is so designed to have mass appeal and the busted song had mass appeal on accident. Yes, is the thing. Like they, James and Matt wrote this song as like a silly sort of fun thing to do together. It was then, one of the first songs they wrote, wasn't it? It was, yeah, because Simon Cowell got his hands on a demo, and that's basically what kickstarted their career. Is people were interested in this, but they were interested in it because it was silly and different, you know. But this is designed very much so to be just sort of universally accessible and the same. Yes, as let's what just people like. Mm-hmm. 
and yeah i think it really comes through just having a um, banal likability and nothing controversial nothing playful nothing subversive or cute it's just like let's make the let's make the most generic story tell the most generic story of a high school crush yeah. Um, so the next change we get is in the UK version, Matt sings, I find my way to front of class to get the best view of her ass." <laughs> um, this, <laughs> this is, <laughs> this is changed. <laughs> the, the weird thing about this is as well is these, these bands had basically the same demographics in the countries they were in. It was young, very young boys and slightly older girls. Yeah. Um, which was it's really weird because it like, really reflects what parents are comfortable with in those <laughs> countries because in the uk this is you know this is what me and my brothers were obsessed with, with yeah me too when i was like six i can I remember on. like going to football with uh like my brother in the front or like one of my friends in the front three of us in the back all just like screaming along to this song in the car <laughs> while my mum's yeah. driving us and my mum just being like ha 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 what a great song and like joining yeah. in um and the jonas brothers version doesn't really have that like boys weren't as into jonas brothers as uk boys were into busted in america it was just like you go straight for the teen girls don't care about anybody else it didn't have that sort of non-gendered appeal that busted had Yeah, well, I don't think Busted was ever intended to, but it just so happened that it resonated very strongly <laughs> with sort of preteen girls. Uh, because uh, we mentioned this in a, in, a, in a different bonus episode, which may be out by the time this comes out, though these aren't really on the schedule. Um, we did a talk about the live DVD they released um, when they were together the first time. Um, and the, every almost every shot of the crowd is just this army of, of like... <laughs> Uh, 13 to 16 year old women and it's 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 really fun to see and, uh, you know all the bits where they say uh, everybody make some noise you can really hear that demographic represented in it it's, it's almost it's entirely it's all girls screaming you can hear um, so yeah I, I'd the say bad boys they're the cute bad boys yeah I think I think girls were I think I think boys were into busted I mean obviously some were because we are doing this podcast <laughs> Uh, but I think they were more quiet about it unless they were the sort of ages that me and Charlie were. I think it was cool <laughs> for sort of six younger. and seven-year-old boys. Yeah. It wasn't very cool for sort of teenage boys. 12 plus boys, but yeah. it was very cool for 12 plus girls to be into that. You know, actually, it, more it, in it the may have been... Concert ticket. Yeah, it may have been similar, actually, in the US where it's like, if you were a little boy, you probably loved Jonas Brothers. If you were the age right. of the teen girl fans, you probably kept it to yourself. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Right. But, wanna, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I was going to say, do you want to hear the genius annotation for this whole second verse? Is mm-hmm. this for the Jonas Brothers? Yeah. All right. Uh, should we f- should we finish saying what it says first? Oh, yeah. We got it. Yes. That's a good idea. Yeah. So, so we just, got, we just went from I sit in the class, front of the class. To get to the get best it. view of her ass. Kay. This is changed into I, dre- I daydream my way through freshman math. While she fills out her college apps. Wow. Um, She's even a responsible shit. student. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he likes her. She cares about her future. Oh, no. <laughs> Is this a thing that you, would you call it freshman math? Did you call it the glasses you were in? No. Like, because it seems so unnatural. It, it is I, unnatural. Like, I, 
I wouldn't say like I've got year seven English. Yeah, <laughs> just be like I've got English. It's English, and I'm twelve. Yeah. This ju- it's, this just feels like a very unnatural attempt to identify with a particular demographic. Because yeah, or someone, just to do some no exposition. Like yeah, no one talks like that. So it's it, I, I wanted to check first because in the UK no one talks like that, but I didn't know if it was different. But no, you, you make it sound like it is stupid as I thought it was. <laughs> no, no one talks like that here too, and no one fills out their co- college apps in school. <laughs> I mean, I'm not yeah, in view of the maths class. <laughs> I'm about to say she's probably not filling out on her college app that she's real good at maths because uh, she's not fucking listening. <laughs> Uh, the next line in the UK version is I drop a pencil on the floor she bends down and shows me more Um, or depending if you see them live either she bends down and shows me her boobies or her vagina depending on which day genuinely live when I saw them earlier this year he genuinely said I bend down she bends down and shows me her vagina and it was the best moment of my life (laughs) he did that oh my god 100% they yeah, they have a lot of fun with themselves. Like. <laughs> he usually says, "Live, she she bends down and shows me her boobies." That's the normal. One. That's what I was expecting, and then he just came out with her vagina, and I lost my shit. <laughs> that is. It when everyone like was like, "Did you enjoy seeing busted?" I was just like, "In what I go to school for, Matt Willis said showed me her vagina instead of showed me more." So yes, I enjoyed seeing. That. So, <laughs> that's the first short, thing so yeah, I drop a pencil on the floor, she bends down and shows me more, becomes, I'll show her a world where we belong, but she'll have to drive us to the prom. <laughs> Do you say the prom? Because that also sounds really, un- I'd no, say to prom. to prom. Yeah. yeah. No. This, there's so- nothing that feels natural or like real anything that a real teen boy would say or think. It feels so manufactured. Yeah. I mean, why? Why this song? This wasn't even the biggest yeah. Busted song, and this was these both ca- both these covers came out long after Busted had broken up the first time. So they had yeah. all the stuff from the second album. They could have done Air Hostess. That would have had less changes. It would have had a lot of changes, but it would have had less changes. <laughs> this isn't maybe even like a like, big single. Maybe they were just like, oh, it wasn't big because they were talking about a teacher. If we make this about like a slightly older girl, this will have mass appeal and everyone will love <laughs> yeah. it. It's such an odd choice. I it mean, is. It's, it's just like really why, it's an... one of the rudest ones they could have chosen. And I can why see not do why... 3 a.m., which is just a genuinely. Why not pick a great song? Why pick yeah. what I go to school for? <laughs> but I can see how, like, yeah, why pick this song? Because this, what I go to school for, it just does not play for an American audience because you have puritanical people on the right who won't like the kind of sexy playfulness. And then you have puritanical people on the left who will find it really offensive that they're kind of glorifying and making light of a statutory rape situation yeah. or like boys looking up the skirts of their teenagers. Like you have these puritanical factions on the far left and the far right who are both going to hate this song. So yeah. if you're the Jonas Brothers managers, why wouldn't you just be like, let's just not do this one. Let's just pick <laughs> another song. They had a wealth of great songs to choose from. Yeah. And yeah, it's just such an odd choice. Right, that is the end of the first verse. So uh, Charlie, do you want to hit us with what I imagine is a very entertaining okay. genius annotation? So this is 100% from someone called Vinyl Zombie underscore MCR. Okay. The gir- yeah. Do you think they're big fans of My Chemical Romance or they're from Manchester? <laughs> um, probably the first one. Probably, right. 
The girl he has a crush on is a senior, while he is a freshman. He wants to prove that they can be together, even though she would most likely do the heavy lifting in the relationship. Despite their age gap, he is showing some mature qualities. He acknowledges the fact that they are at different points in their lives, but he still wants to fight for their relationship. His level-headed determination shows that we might be that he might be able to take on a difficult love like theirs would be. Freshman math seems to be a common place for teens to daydream. Taylor Swift wrote her first single, Tim McGraw, in her freshman math class at Henderson High School. And then there's a picture of a guy in a suit, easily in his mid-twenties, like looking like he's daydreaming. And then underneath it says, hate to break it to you, Mr. Clark, but he's not thinking about what X equals. (laughs) Very funny. Is that what? (laughs) (laughs) She's she's put a meme. What the fuck? <laughs> okay. Because he's thinking right. about hot chicks. <laughs> even though he's clearly the not chicks, in school. The, even he's though like he's not... an office worker. <laughs> yeah, literally he is an office worker. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Thank you well, that, for that. That's all right. the genius annotations for this song. So I, I don't have any more okay. of those things to add, unfortunately. God, who are, who are these people? <laughs> 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 who does this? I mean, this is coming from the one who has three podcasts and one of them is about busted. Who does this? <laughs> Even we're not that sad. Even we're not that sad. <laughs> and we're pretty sad. Pretty sad. <laughs> um, right, so we get the chorus. The chorus is the same until the last line of the first half, which is, in the busted version, is, you can call me crazy, but I know that she craves me, which you will notice rhymes um, <laughs> now we're gonna get the Jonas Brothers version. you can call me crazy she is so amazing so A this does not fulfill the hanging thread that is set up with you can call me crazy yeah. and B it doesn't rhyme with it it is a true like, double you can call fail me crazy because I am crazy yes but she is very hot so it's yeah. okay but like why why would again there's nothing weird about this so there's no reason for you to call her crazy this is another part of the structuring of the busted song that doesn't gel with this bit that they didn't change you have to change everything or nothing or yeah, it won't it, make sense it seems like he's speaking to a friend with this song you can call me crazy she is so amazing but the friend it seems like upon hearing this would be like yeah she is amazing like he wouldn't he'd be like yeah yeah that girl's hot I like her too <laughs> You can call me crazy for liking the same girl that 95% of this school also like. Yes. I know, I'm a bit out there. <laughs> oh, I hate this. <laughs> this makes me angry. It really right. is emotionally draining. <laughs> this, when I first found out that this existed, it was... I can't remember when it was, but it was it was at some point... like It might have been when we, did, when we were doing the music videos episode for the first yeah. album. And I saw that this existed, and I listened to... Up until about this point, and was just like, no. <laughs> well, like, I Not when I, when I was taking notes for this podcast recording, it, it took me three attempts because I had yeah. to pause it, walk <laughs> away from it, you know, do sort of angry, sort of sit in the corner, <laughs> maybe do some angry push-ups, and I don't do push-ups, so it's that kind of anger, and you know, come back to it later when I'm sort of calmed down a bit and just get angry again. It's it's that kind of, it's just hard to listen to. Imagine what it's like to live here in America. <laughs> where <laughs> everywhere you go, you are just pummeled with things that 
perhaps once were interesting or had the potential to be interesting, but have just been beaten into a state of mediocrity for your consumption. Like, that is the American experience. Yeah, that sucks. (laughs) (laughs) I don't love it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this feels like all of the sort of American versions of British TV shows. Yes, precisely. Anyway, so the chorus carries on <laughs> in the busted <laughs> version. Yeah, I know. It's just oh, such we a forgot society. to say in year 3000. Oh, no. Right. Did we, Sorry. Did we say in year 3000 about Kelly Clarkson? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. We, yeah, we need to address that. They change... Um, so, obviously, the, the busted version, it says, everybody our seventh album, it had outsold Michael Jackson. But the Jonas Brothers version, they change it to, it had outsold Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson. Uh, yeah. I think Which is, I... Not much of a feat. Like I think I heard that it was different, but <laughs> I, just I didn't, didn't care. want to look up what You wanted said, to protect yourself. Well, I couldn't hear exactly what they said, and I didn't want to look it up because I just wanted it to be over, so I didn't make the note. <laughs> yeah, so they changed it. It had outside Kelly Clarkson, which, I mean, they probably did. Like, yeah, probably. Quite easily. So, not really worth saying. It's At not that really... point, it's basically bragging. Yeah, Which that's just, just like or, not the thing tasteful. about Michael Jackson is that it's clearly like it's Ridiculous. one of the biggest. Yeah, it's not selling. going to happen. Yeah, it it's is clearly... true. Something truly remarkable. Yeah, it's like a bit tongue in cheeky. Like we're going to be bigger than Michael Jackson. We're yeah. amazing. Whereas that's yeah. just like I'm better than someone who is also currently releasing music. So I'm better than Clarkson. my peer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, back to yeah. what I go to school. I just remembered that we forgot to mention. That. I'm glad we addressed that. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, still in the chorus now. In the busted version, we get girlfriends I've had plenty, but not like Miss Mackenzie. Obviously, that needs to change. So it's girlfriends I've had plenty, but she's the one that I need, <laughs> which is fine, I guess. <sighs> there's there's less to be super angry about. That's the one that, that made me angrier than she's so amazing. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, she's so amazing is the worst part as well because it's not. Because it, it, it really doesn't rhyme, but it doesn't sound normal as well. Like, why did you say that after I know that she, like, you can call me crazy? Yeah, why does, how did point crazy, A lead to point B? Unrelated thing. Yeah. <laughs> she is so Fuck amazing. Fuck the Jonas Brothers. Fuck this song. Yes. All right, all right yeah. She's the one that I need. Um, so this whole, basically whole second verse has to change. Because the whole second verse in the busted version is basically about going around to your older teacher's house and spying on her. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, so James sings in the busted version. So she may be 33, but that doesn't bother me. And the Jonas Brothers sing, her boyfriend's just turning 19, but that doesn't bother me. That uh, that just comes off so so much more dickish than the busted version does. Like yeah, the busted one is like this woman is much older than me, but I don't care. Whereas he's just like she's got a boyfriend, but I don't care. I'm I don't yeah, I don't fair. care if she's in a relationship. I don't respect her autonomy and the fact that she's in a relationship. <laughs> I this is a song about me. Yeah. To be fair to the the comparison though, the next line of the busted song ah, is true. her boyfriend's working out of town. But I want to say that the difference feels less. Like, it feels so much more like a dirty thing to be thinking in the Jonas Brothers version because the whole situation is fucked in the busted version. So this just seems normal that, like, yeah, she's probably involved with someone her age as well. I feel like this one also whole comes thing across is stupid like, anyway. It's not, like, the busted one is like, oh, she's older, but I don't care. Whereas this one's kind of like, I don't know, This feel, there's more emphasis put on the boyfriend in this. Like, yeah. 
like oh I well, like, I don't care that I'm upsetting the boyfriend regardless to... of what the girl wants. Exactly. <laughs> the boyfriend is reserved to one yeah. line in the busted version, but it's t- she, he gets two lines of mention in this version. Yeah. And the busted one, it just has that playfulness of like I'm gonna go around to her house, whereas this one, it's it really feels like she has a boyfriend, and he doesn't give a shit. He's gonna stalk her anyway. It feels yeah. for it's ironic that in the sanitized version of this song, this this paragraph actually feels much more sinister <laughs> i'm about to say it, it it really comes across as a failure of what they're trying to achieve yeah because they've been idealizing themselves as this sort of pure good thing and they've been idealizing this girl as this sort of example of this beautiful fine girl and they're also just here out of nowhere wanting to sabotage a relationship which as we said busted are wanting to do but that whole song is set up very clearly as a joke and this one isn't yes that that, the whole busted song is about the absurdity of the situation whereas this song since it's grounded in the realism of this is my high school crush when you then throw in and i'm gonna stalk her you can't it doesn't have that playfulness so it's it's not really weird it's not funny I'm i'm really surprised that they kept in I find a reason to go around. Like, I climb a tree outside her home to make sure <laughs> yeah. she's alone. You think that's the kind <laughs> of thing sure they listen to? Like, well, we need to down, get rid of this one. Yeah, what I wrote down is, amazingly, of all the things they to keep, they kept the voyeurism spying line <laughs> about climbing a tree to check that she's alone. <laughs> well, and also it's funny that they keep, I find a reason to go round. That... American people don't say go round. Why did they keep that? <laughs> An American boy would never does, say, does I'm going to go round. that stand out as oh. being quite... In, weird to say in, quite in weird you'd right, say okay, i'd I find i find a reason to go over you would never say go right. round. yeah i guess that's true yeah they were yeah, just too lazy to change it to us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so they say her boyfriend's just turning 19 but that doesn't bother me and instead of saying i've um her boyfriend's, her, working, her boyfriend's working out of town he says he's back at college out of town which also is weird because this suggests that they're having a because if she's in their school then he is a college student dating a high school student. <laughs> so maybe they're supposed to be like the heroes that are preventing statutory rape or something. Maybe that's the angle that they're working on. <laughs> <laughs> they're heroes! Yeah, they're just trying to protect her. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that was genuinely the angle, though, and they just it, they played it really wrong. They just missed it Yeah, wildly. As we said, amazingly of all the things to keep, they kept the voyeurizing <laughs> Um, but they say in, so in the busted line while Matt's on a tree he says I see her in her underwear I can't help but look and stare stop and stare uh, the Jonas Brothers say I see I, instead of saying I see her in her underwear they say she looks up and sees me there I can't help but stop and stare imagine being her so this is some because none of this suggests they have been in a relationship whereas in the busted no. song they definitely have been flirting with each other mm-hmm. um None of this well, and there's even that, that they... line that's like, I know that she craves me, which can be read as kind of teenage boy arrogance or like, no, they've got a mutual flirtation going on. Whereas yeah. we, there's no indication that the girl in this song even knows this boy exists. Exactly. Like, this is such a bad attempt at a reinvention because they don't keep, they, they cut out all the good stuff, but they keep all the, they keep all the auxiliary things that aren't rude at face value which makes none of them make sense because those were written with a context in mind and he changed the context <laughs> so that all sounds like fucking nonsense. Yes. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I see her in her underwear. She looks up and sees me there. So I'm at, oh, well, I, she looks up and sees me there. I can't help but stop and stare. 
you'd stop and stare in fear <laughs> at this point because she, she, you don't know this person. Well, I don't know how well they know each other, but this whole song suggests that this is a fantasy of his. She's yeah. too great above him, so she probably doesn't think about him. Yeah, wow. at wow. least well, Miss McKenzie sees him climbing the tree, fucking spying on her. Yeah, Miss McKenzie would at least Carla. recognize him because he's in her class. Whereas this kid, like, I don't believe that this girl would know who he is at all. It's yeah, really. I'm about to say, and he's just staring at her. She also has a boyfriend, so she's definitely not thinking about just no. this loser from Two Grades Below Her. Carlisle, you're getting ahead of yourself. Just wait I'm... till you get to verse four. <laughs> oh, ooh. can I can right. I talk about the bridge because the bridge makes no sense. Um, but before we do that, there is a bit of a change in the second chorus. Oh, is, oh, sorry. It, it is a musical change, not oh, okay. a um lyrical change uh, at the end of the second chorus they added a couple extra bars to go that's what i what i what i <laughs> go to school for um this bit i don't like this because it's oh? it's awkward and forced for the most part um I, I can sort of appreciate what they were trying to do but it's way heavier than the rest of the song and in this sort of super poppy like even poppier version than the busted version that really comes off as awkward and forced it stands out and it doesn't they also do it at the end of the song. I don't I don't think it makes sense to have put it in. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, yes. Do you want to talk about the bridge? I I think I know what you're going to say because the bit that I've written for the bridge is in all caps. In yes. Notes to sort of indicate <laughs> so anger. the bridge in the busted version is uh, everyone that you see all day knows you're looking at me in a different way. I guess that's why. My, is it my grades are getting so high? My marks are getting marks. so high. It's still, and they so didn't change. They, they, they didn't haven't change changed it. it, which makes no sense. Because in the no in the busted sense. one, you're like the teacher is giving him high marks because she is like flirting back and she does actually like him. In this, he's just said that he's just not listening in maths class and somehow he's just bragging about being a fucking savant. But it makes no. It just makes no, <laughs> no sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. Especially yeah, it, if the context is that you're daydreaming about a girl in your maths class. Your grade should be going down. Yes. Exactly. Yes, it should be distracted. They could have at least changed it to my grades are getting so low. And also, <sighs> you know, another thing where just like go round in America, like you're changing all of this stuff to Americanize this song. You don't even change marks to grades. We don't call them <laughs> marks here. <laughs> and it, yeah, uh, it, it makes just, no sense in the context of this crush, why his grades would be improving. <laughs> maybe because she's older and he's been staring in her window, she's maybe got, like, notes up on her wall. And he's just been reading <laughs> she, them while like... she's not there because he's bored. He's like, oh, oh biology <laughs> notes, that's cool. So he's, like, doing trigonometry now from staring <laughs> in her window. Recording <laughs> this is so... Like, we've never gotten... We've not liked Busted songs before and been honest about it. We've never been made angry, I don't think. Because this is a hack job. It is it's a just lazy. hack it's job. It's so lazy. It's a money it, grab. It's insulting. It's, I, yeah, and it's, it's such a weird... I've never gotten to this stage. We've been recording for about an hour <laughs> where I feel sort of exasperated <laughs> and kind of just right, we're nearly done. lamenting things. No, we've I'm happy one, to talk. One verse just, left. There's, I've, never, I've never gotten to this point and been sort of feeling like I have tension to resolve you know what i mean you'd think that we were discussing like government's failure to address climate change with like how exasperated we are uh so yeah as charlie says there's one change left uh do you want to take it charlie because i've been doing basically all of them uh sure so 
uh, what what is it in the bus one? It's she she's packed she, her bags. They're in the trunk. Looks, looks like, like she's, she's picked herself her hunk. Her hunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We drive past school to say goodbye, my friends. They can't believe their eyes. Uh, and in this, it's she's made her choice, and I'm the one. At least till graduation comes. We drive past school to wave goodbye, my friends. They can't believe their eyes. So they changed say to wave. I didn't realize that. Yeah. <laughs> why? <laughs> yeah. Now, why did why? you change that word? Say to wave. Because that's not even like to make it more American. In that's America, just... we say goodbye. Yeah, you do that. <laughs> you didn't need to change that. Uh, sure. Whatever. <laughs> just, I don't. Under- so he's been fighting this whole time for this girl, and now he's just like. She's mine. She's broken up with her probably long-term boyfriend who's away at college, and she's picked me at least till graduation comes. Well, say, that means her that senior he's, year. That's he's like a making month. a point of saying that he's not willing to make the same sacrifices that her current boyfriend, <laughs> who he's gone out the way to sabotage, <laughs> has been making in a long-distance relationship. <laughs> like a fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck these people, man. Yeah. <laughs> Right, so that is basically the end of the song. We get another chorus again with the same stupid changes, mm-hmm. and the end they do that awkward "what I, what 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 I, Exclusively ranking the changes, obviously, not the things that are taken from Busted. Oh, God, yeah, fuck it. Alright, if you if you had to rank your busted Jonas Brothers busted covers, which which way around are you putting them? Which one do you prefer? Ah, <laughs> uh, God, this is so hard because the music for what I go to school for is better because what I go to school for is a better song than Year 3000. That's what I was going to say too. Yeah, yeah. it's just a better it, song. So, But it's a much worse cover because they keep doing all this shit to it that makes me angry. <laughs> year 3, they both make me angry though, but there's less to make me angry in Year 3000. But I don't want to say one is better than the other because they're both so fucking awful. Year 3000 is grating and vapid. What I go to school for is insulting and infuriating. So it's like, <laughs> which do you choose? Yeah, I totally agree. And in fact, if we had to go on the same sort of context, I'd say that Year 3000 is more, it, like you said, is grating and vapid. What I go to school for is less grating. Mm-hmm. It's less annoying to physically listen to. <laughs> it's angry to think about yeah <laughs> it's angering rather to think about in terms of capturing that the spirit of the original song year 3000 does a superior job yeah I in mean, terms of being a better job. song <laughs> or a song that you would just uh i was about you to say that you to hear I guess. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that you wouldn't hate to hear uh <laughs> I don't know, Charlie. It's it's what? It's yeah, like, what say you? It's Charlie? like trying to pick my least favorite ice cream flavor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think you can say it's like trying to pick my least favorite child. <laughs> <laughs> I hate them both so much. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm the same. I don't. I don't it's, care. It's... I don't even know why I asked. I don't <laughs> care. Could, could you do it, Maggie? If you were forced at gunpoint. If I was forced to, it'd be. Uh, <laughs> uh, what I go to school for with the hope that 
I would, my sanity would snap at a certain point and I could laugh hysterically at the things that uh, make me angry. <laughs> so yeah. what I go to school for with uh, the caveat that uh, I would need to actually lose my mind uh, <laughs> during the listen. Uh, well, I think we've said all we need to say. <laughs> On this here, the fuck the Jonas Brothers episode. <laughs> um, Maggie, thank you so much for joining us. It's like always, it's been wonderful to have you. It's uh, always you a pleasure. Tell the people about your books and your podcast and what you've been up to. Uh, I've been on, I revived my webcomic lately. Um, I have two graphic memoirs about. Uh, various gossipy adventures in my life and i just started a web comic about uh another such adventure in uh romance in like the gay literary scene it's www.curefordesire.com and it's really juicy because i'm using real names and i'm just like burning people and i'm just kind of waiting for um someone to sue me so read say, it now while you can <laughs> what was it what was it called sorry cure for desire cure for desire Okay, right. I just googled that and it's come up with FDA approves new treatment for hypoactive sexual desires. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, maybe search Maggie Thrash in the phone as well. Yeah, and I you can just do curefordesire.com. That's probably the best way because it's only been active for a couple months, so it's not ranking high on, on Google right now. Right, okay, I've got it. <laughs> awesome. Also, the author of young adult novels. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about your young adult novels? I just finished the first one in the Strange Lies series. Oh, thank we, you. I'm we flattered. Know it was you, and I, I had a good time with it. I would recommend it. Thank I you. I you were telling me that everybody hated it, but I, I had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd like to think that in my in my young adult books, I try to capture a kind of busted playfulness where I'm like <laughs> pushing a few buttons, and uh, <laughs> some people get very offended. <laughs> it's I. I'm I'm not even lying when I say it's one of the most readable books I've, I've ever read. Like Thank it is, you. it's such a page turner that it's it's so wonderfully paced. It never gets boring. There's always something happening. It really keeps you interested. I was really interested when I finished it because I remember you saying this was something that people hated, and you know I was kind of I I was thinking, okay maybe it was it was because of this you know. And I was looking in I so I, I went on Goodreads and I looked through the like sort of bad reviews and they were all really dumb. <laughs> no comment. People <laughs> <laughs> would say like, "This is a sexist book." I'm like, "No, because it has a sexist character who is a caricature of that kind of character." Doesn't make the author sexist. Yeah, America Moron. has become like a very humorless place where it's it, it's like, yeah, it's a character. I didn't. I don't know. It was. That's the point. This is what, like, obviously, I'm, I'm going to try and talk about this without spoiling the book, but that character was designed, I imagine, I have you here to correct me or agree with me, <laughs> um, to sort of highlight the sort of sexist environment that young boys in American schools are exposed to. Yes, that was the point of the character. <laughs> but, yeah, and I thought that was <laughs> relatively obvious. So when people, people are like... But people were complaining, saying that you were sexist <laughs> for writing him. And I'm like, no... Th- she was not sexist because she wrote it. <laughs> yeah, anyway, uh, read the book. It's a good book. It's called thank we knew, you. We know it was you. <laughs> I'm and, excited to pick up the second one. And so. I appreciate you. That that was a very articulate um, summation of, of the controversy. <laughs> so I appreciate that. 
Uh, right, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on this. Uh, we will absolutely Thanks, have you back. Um, should you, if you will have us. Oh, I, absolutely. <laughs> and thank you, everybody, so I'm gonna much. I'm going to put on a promise ring. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get a podcast rings together. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, thank you, everybody, so much for listening. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can. Uh, tweet us or follow us on twitter at pod for everyone also you can find us on facebook at pod for everyone or search a podcast for everyone or you can email a podcast for everyone at gmail.com woo i just burped i apologize um, i don't know why i wooed that well <laughs> it's done because that we are we'll never do it wooing. again <laughs> <laughs> i don't suppose you have a question i mean you can't really uh, normally, normally at the end of an episode we have a question based on stupid busted lyrics but of that doesn't, this kind of episode doesn't really lend itself to that this is a, this is a bonus episode so you just get a special bonus question duh, 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 duh. what's your favorite kind of clock analog or digital <laughs> I uh, I like a digital. digital yeah digital with 24 hours the way y'all do it in Europe yeah because yeah. Nice. analog make noise man Got yes, that, room, that TikTok will noise. Make, drive you insane. There's one next to me right now, and it's very infuriating. <laughs> That's why I asked that question. <laughs> it's good we're all in, we're all in agreement. <laughs> I mean, I can enjoy this all the artsmanship and the craftsmanship that goes into sort of an old analog clock, but it's not for me. I'm a modern no. boy. Yeah, I you can't would... I can't stand that that TikTok. I would have to put it under a bed and 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 muffle it. This is entirely unrelated, and Charlie, you can cut this out if you want, <laughs> but. Just clocks has come up. What do you guys think of buying sort of watches as a status thing? Because this came up with Chris the other day. I hate it because I I really annoys me when people sort of buy watches just to sort of have a posh watch that sort of shows that they have money. Do you know uh, Do you know who Odell Beckham Jr. is, Carlisle? Is it one of the Beckham people? No, he's, he's a wide receiver for the Oakland Raiders NFL right. team. And the other day, I can't remember who they were playing, but oh, he good was last wearing name for being in a kind of football, huh? Yeah. Well, no, his. Yeah, yeah, his, yeah. Uh, well, his. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he was wearing a three hundred fifty thousand dollar watch while playing oh! football, like <laughs> during the match. The thing that annoys me about it is it's the oldest technology in the world, <laughs> so there's no reason for it to be anything but ridiculously cheap. Okay, but I have okay. I, when I first made money from my book, which wasn't a ton, I, this is, this is embarrassing, but I very <laughs> nearly impulse bought a $10,000 watch. <laughs> props to you if that's what you like, because I, I know that what I'm having is an unpopular opinion. I, I didn't. Chris and he looked at me weird. I didn't do it because at the end of the day, it just seemed immoral. I was like, I cannot, I love watches. I love the artistry. And right. there is some reason for them to be expensive because the reason someone like that football player can wear a watch during a game is because they're not made with glass. They're made of sapphire, which is crack and chip and um, scuff proof. And sapphires right. are expensive. So $350,000, that's absurd. No watch should be that expensive. But like a $10,000 watch, it's because the whole face is sapphire. So you're basically wearing like a giant ass sapphire on your wrist. Right. But I, I feel like at the end of the day, beautiful watches, maybe they should be in museums, but to spend that much money, it's, it's unethical. I, I, I don't, I'm so, but just sorry. because I don't like watches, I find watches really uncomfortable to wear because I have far too skinny wrists, so they just hurt. <laughs> I think as well, for me, I don't really like how they feel. And yeah. as well, the, 
I, I sort of like to think of things very practically. I'm not a very fashionable person. You know, I kind of like shorts and trousers with lots of pockets because I think about things in a utility sense. <laughs> um, but, you know, the idea to... You know, the uh, the utility of a watch is to know what the time is. And the ability to have that is so ubiquitous now. Like, if you have a phone, you have a watch. So the idea of also having a watch <laughs> also feels very stupid to me. This this isn't me trying to shame anybody, by the way, on this side. Well, it, for me, I'm a, I'm a very petite woman. And when my book came out, I think I felt this desperation to, like, be taken seriously. And so I wanted wow. this, this thing that broadcasted both like masculinity and power and money like I wanted all that I wanted people to look at me and see that because I felt insecure in my own like tiny femaleness and in my own self-worth and as soon as I realized that I was like okay I'm not going to be one of these dipshits who like buys expensive things because their self-esteem is bad I'm not going to go down that road so I didn't Anyway, right. Sorry, everybody. That was such a pointless tangent that lasted for about 10 minutes at the end of an already quite long this episode. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Let us know your feelings about, yeah, watches. Let about yes. watches. Let me know if you think I'm talking out my ass or if I'm making sense. <laughs> I, I'm genuinely interested. I'm Tweet too. us at Pod for Everyone. See you later. Bye. See ya.